are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Brewers, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Joining me is my co-host, Vinny Rotino. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rotino. How original of a Twitter name. Uh, also, make sure you follow the uh, podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast. Um, now, on this episode, we'll be recapping the weekend for the Brewers, which was uh, obviously a really good one. Got a four-game sweep over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, talking about some... Things upcoming from Major League Baseball as well uh, regarding baseballs and what the uh, pitchers are doing to them should be an interesting conversation there. Before we do that, uh, let me tell you about the Locked On MLB podcast that we have on the network. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, but please just call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories, Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast. So some quick news hits from over the weekend. Uh, we talked about it uh, last Friday, I believe, Wong uh, injured in the game. They ended up putting him on the IL and recalling Pablo Reyes. Wong did, Wong did come out and say over the weekend that it seems like this one may be a little bit longer stint on the IL than last time, possibly, you know, maybe try to push it a little bit coming back last time. Um, so we're going to try to make sure this thing gets cleared up so that it doesn't come back again. Again, those oblique injuries, I mean, the only thing you can really do for him is rest. So hopefully Wong gets the, uh, the time that he needs. Obviously, he's a huge factor in this lineup. Uh, it's been really great for the Brewers this year, so hopefully he can get rested, healed up, and come back and continue to deliver at the top of the lineup. In his absence, Luis Urias will get the bulk of the starts at second base, and he also batted leadoff over the weekend, uh, feeling that role as well. So um, not sure how I feel about that, but just to be honest, Craig Council's options aren't great at the moment. So um, really need Urias to step up there. I've always thought he's a second baseman, anyway so I'm really um, interested to see how he's going to do at the position and obviously you know need to see him try to pick things up out of that leadoff spot if indeed that's where council is going to keep him uh, and Benny the Brewers are 12 and three since the Willie Adamas trade does that surprise you at all to hear that I mean I think anytime you hear the team is 12 and three after something it doesn't matter if you're acquiring Mickey Mantle, you know, um, or, or a really great player. That's, that's a great record. Um, Willie Adamas brings something to this team that I think that they were missing. I think he brings a ton of energy and leadership ability to this group. Um, I mean, you see him do, you know, these, <laughs> these super high flying high fives after a Homer and, and he's just having a lot of fun. Um, he just brings that type of element and that's important. And it, it may have kind of just sparked uh, like, Hey, let's, let's pick this thing up. We got, you know, it, it just brings a different feel and energy. And that was right during the time where they were really struggling 
frankly, playing terrible baseball um, in a number of different uh, facets of the game. So Willie Thomas kind of just sparked something. But, yeah, things have been going Brewers' way ever since they uh, acquired him. So for sure, uh, a bit of a surprise in terms of 12-3. and That's an amazing record. Um, But he is uh, an exciting player, and he's going to make this team better. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we said at the time, you know, this team needed to do something and, and shake things up. Uh, so certainly, obviously, that trade has. And I think it's been a huge benefit for the Brewers, um, clearly, with a 12-3 record. The other thing I wanted to talk about was Major League Baseball uh, kind of announcing um, that they're working uh, to finalize and implement a plan to address the use of foreign substances by pitchers during the game. Part of this, you know, bringing this on is basically because pitchers are, are too good right now, Vinny. I mean, yeah. we've, talked, we've talked about it a lot. Batting averages are way down across baseball. Offense is way down. Um, and, you know, I don't want to call anyone out. Obviously, the Brewers have three of the best starters in baseball. So, uh, But it does seem like the pitchers have a huge advantage right now, whether that's because of foreign substances, whether that's just because – you know, pitchers are you know way ahead of the hitters advanced right now with the analytics and the way that they're you know able to to move the baseball. But I think some of that probably has to do with a little bit uh, of help as well. So Major League Baseball is going to try to crack down on this. They're going to have random checks for foreign substances uh, during the game. And again, the league is hoping to put this plan in action within the next uh, two weeks, and that's coming out from the report June 5th. So, um, Vinny, your kind of thoughts on this? I mean, to me, it, to me, it makes sense because, like I said, the offense is just so historically bad right now. Um, you know, it's almost like when the offense became historically good, you're like, okay, something's going on here. And turns out a lot of hitters were using steroids. Um, you know, I'm not trying to com- compare this to steroids, but I mean, this is such a uh, huge, you know, discrepancy with pitchers being able to dominate hitters. It almost seems like, hey, <laughs> something's got to be going on here. Uh, I really don't know what to think about this whole thing, to be honest, because um, it's it's going to help with with. So it's going to help with offense because, I mean, Garrett Cole, I mean, Garrett Cole went from the Pirates to to the Houston Astros and increased his spin rate on his fastball. And it's because they, he was using a foreign substance. He probably still is like, I'm almost positive. That's like out there. Like he's using a little pine tar, something, I mean, or unless it's all speculative, but his spin rate increased on both of his, on both his fastball and his breaking ball. So something's going on there. So I do think that it's going to help with pitchers. I'm sorry, with offense um, in terms of stuff. So when you increase spin rate on fastballs and increase spin rate on breaking balls, stuff gets nastier. Stuff will not be as nasty going forward. Um, however, I don't know. I, I think the the balls, there's an element of this, of this that is a little bit, so I always like, kind of probably overanalyze things at times like but the balls are are very slick i mean and and 
I personally would want a, a pitcher to have a little bit of tackiness, a little bit of grip on the baseball, especially guys throwing a hundred and have no clue where it's going. Right. Because um, I don't want to get hit in the face <laughs> with a fastball. Uh, okay. So um, there's that element to this that I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, um, obviously. So I would just police it like this. There are some guys that are doctoring up the ball and doing it specifically to increase spin rate on breaking balls and fastballs. Find that out. It'd probably be pretty easy to vet. Like, uh, I'm guessing, just like, hey, guys, if you need a little tackiness because the balls are slick, go ahead and do it. I don't know. There's always gray areas of this stuff, Jake. I have a hard time really, like, formulating a, a real, like, answer to this and i you know i have all the answers <laughs> at the end of the day but i'm <laughs> just having a hard time with this one. <laughs> yeah no it's it's difficult because like you said and i know pitchers have made the argument before especially like beginning at the early uh early in the year when it's really cold out you know pitchers need a little yeah. something there to, to try to keep a grip on the baseball but i, I think it's gone too far yeah um, yeah i agree and, and I, I don't think it's fair to the hitters and I don't think it's good to the game I mean we've talked about you know how bad the offense is and 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 the offense has been trending I mean it's been trending this way for a while now but this year it just seems like there was such a leap forward and pitchers being so dominant and uh, you know I don't want to throw people under the bus here because I, I don't know who all is doing this but I do know two of the more notable players out there Garrett Cole who you mentioned and Trevor Bauer you know, days after Major League Baseball made this announcement, their spin rates have gone down significantly. Oh, um, I didn't even see that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So apparently there was a quote from Josh Donaldson who uh, who said, is it a coincidence that Garrett Cole's spin rate numbers went down after four minor leaguers got suspended for 10 games? Um, <laughs> so uh, and Trevor Bauer, who pitched uh, on Sunday against the Braves, you know, his spin rates um, was down significantly as well i think they said it was the lowest spin rate on his fastball since 2019 uh it was down 223 rpms from his average um now it's also kind of a a rainy day muggy day out there so i mean that could have had something to do with it but certainly seems a little suspicious that you know two guys who are known for having big spin rates um all of a sudden have a huge decrease after this announcement from major league baseball so Again, I don't think they're the only two out there doing it. They're just two of the more notable ones, um, you know, who have known to, to have big jumps like that. Uh, so it definitely be interesting, something to keep an eye on going forward. You know, I, I'm not a huge spin rate guy. I mean, I know it's leg- a legit thing and I know it uh, gives a big advantage. I just don't, you know, I'm not familiar with like the average RPMs and all of that. Uh, but I'll definitely be keeping an eye on it now to see, uh, you know, if pitchers do have a, a big drop, um, you know, to be fair, Max Freed, who was opposing Trevor Bauer on Sunday, his speed rate, his spin rate had, had gone down from his average as well. So, again, I'm not trying to just call out Bauer and Cole in this. I'm sure there are several pitchers out there doing it because just like with the steroid situation, if one player is getting an advantage of it and they're making millions on it, you know, it's, it's kind of tempting for somebody else not to try to do the same. But I think it's, again, I think it's a bad thing for the sport. I think it's gone 
too far. It's given pitchers way too much of an advantage. So hopefully MLB cracking down on this does help things out a little bit. And we see some offense come back into the game. I know we've talked about the baseballs as well. I think that's deadened things a little bit. Um, so I thought that was pretty significant news worth talking about. Kind of yeah. just put it on your radar, something to uh, something to look for uh, as the season goes on to see if there are some big differences in those spin rates. Um, so we'll come back and we'll, we'll break down the weekend that was for the Brewers. Uh, before we do that, let me tell you about Lucy.co. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down pat. Locked on MLB network listeners, go to lucy.com and use promo code locked on MLB to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum and lozenges. However, I must warn you that this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. But again, go to lucy.co and use the promo code locked on MLB to get 20% off all products. So, Vinny, like I mentioned, a big weekend for the Brewers. Um, you know, you were you were doing the game this this weekend. So, uh, as we were talking before we started recording here, I think your luck is trending in the right direction here. You're going to have to talk to the powers and B, get you on the pre and post game show even more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, geez, I'm their lucky charm. Apparently, um, they've been playing just remarkably well. Um, part of it has to do with the, the schedule is kind of lightened up for him and will continue to lighten up for him for the whole month of June. So part of the reason why the offense is clicking right now is because they're just not facing Sandy Alcantara two times in a week and uh, Trevor Rogers two times in a week and, you know, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. I mean, I think that's not really talked about much that the arms that they were running into is just, those are, those are arms that'll get you unlocked at the plate for about three days. Like you're just like reeling from, from having to face Sandy Alcantara like six times in the, in, in a, in the two week span, because he's throwing 98 with nasty changeups. I mean, you just feel like defeated when you go back to that out. So I do think part of the reason why the offense has been struggling the scoring runs is like, it's been relentless in terms of the arms that they were facing for a while there. So lightened up a little bit here with, um, Arizona, they look pretty bad. Wow, they look like a – I mean, worst record in baseball. Um, they had a six-game losing streak and a 13-game losing streak in the month of May, and now they have a four-game losing streak. That, and their schedule is not lightening up at all, and they have to play in the NOS. So, um, <laughs> tough go for them. Brewers-Bats – I mean, Brewers-Bats have been coming alive a little bit, except for today. Um, but – yeah, just, I mean, they're just playing great baseball right now. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before, right, heading into this month, that the Brewers had an opportunity here to really make some hay and put some separation in the record there. And, you know, yes, they, they're playing very, very bad competition. The Diamondbacks are not good. Uh, their rotation is beat up. Um, none of those guys in their rotation right now are, are, are the, the future of the, that team. So uh, they're all just kind of fill-in guys. 
all that to say, the Brewers did what they were supposed to do. Not only did they do what they were supposed to do, they they swept a four game series, which isn't easy, no matter what the competition is. So yeah. you gotta, you know, give major props to the Brewers. They came in there, took care of business against a bad team, did what they were supposed to. Um, now, you know, Arizona, yes, they're a bad team. Their pitching is definitely really bad at the moment. But it's it's not a bad offensive team. They have some players, you know, Eduardo Escobar, Cattell Marte, um, uh, David Peralta. I mean, they got they have some guys out there. Pavin Smith looks good too. Yeah, yeah, Pavin Smith, former first round draft pick out of Virginia. He's he's been solid uh, for them this year. So I mean, they they have a solid lineup. But Vinny, the Brewers starters didn't care. <laughs> they uh they went out there and did their thing, and it was mighty impressive. Let me just run down all three uh, of their starts real quick. Uh, Freddie Peralta took a no-hitter into the eighth inning on Friday. His final line, seven and a third, one hit, three walks, one earn, and nine strikeouts. Brandon Woodruff wasn't nearly as sharp on Saturday as he has been, but if a bad outing from Brandon Woodruff is five innings, six hits, one walk, two earned, and nine strikeouts, I'll take that. Um, and then Burns. I mean, every time he pitches, it seems like he's doing something historic. Uh, this time he breaks his career high in strikeouts with 13 while pitching seven shutout innings, only allowing four hits with no walks. Starters combined over the weekend went 19 in the third innings, only allowed 11 hits and four walks, three earned runs, and had 31 strikeouts. <laughs> Benny, that's just, that's just incredible. No, I mean, and then how good is Brandon Woodruff when everyone's complaining about, oh, he wasn't great today, stuff wasn't as sharp. Dude, five innings, two runs, nine punchies. Like, <laughs> yeah. against a pretty good hitting team, you, like you said. Like, you nailed that. And then it's like – it's, and then Burns, everyone's, like, complaining, like, oh, he, he's, he's got to bounce back from his previous starts. Like, punched out like a – I mean, he was unhittable today. I mean, back, the backdoor cutter for me – is just he's commanding a 97 mile cutter on the back door to left hand hitters, and then now the change he saw one disgusting change up that he threw. I mean, and the focus on this kid and the compete, and then, and then we talk about Freddie Peralta all the time, and this kid is just continuing to get better. He's basically been survi- surviving and, and kind of figuring it out as he goes this year, which is a little scary to understand like how good this kid could be. He's literally fi- trying to figure it out as he goes. He just learned this slider. Now he's really getting a feel for this changeup, and he, he's just learning how to put it all together. And then you, you add in that he's getting really good touch and feel in there and good confidence. And, you know, like, like I said, that the feel and touch of the baseball to get it to spots, he's figuring that out. He's not walking as many guys. Um, any one of these dudes can can throw a no hitter anytime out. That's what's so so impressive. Brewers have never seen a starting pitching staff like this in the history of the franchise, and um, I mean that's why everyone is so optimistic about how deep of a run that they can go in the playoffs because of these three dudes. Yeah, it, it, it's a different it's a different game in the postseason, uh, and that's why you know I feel like if this team can just get there. I feel like they have as good a chance as any because the starting rotation is so good um, mm-hmm. that you really don't need a ton of offense. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I agree. And you, and you won't get a ton of offense because you're facing three dudes or two right. dudes that are exactly the same type of arms 
from the other side. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, just get them there. Right. I mean, yeah. Um, and I think they can make some things happen, but really incredible stuff out of the, the starting uh, rotation there um, on the offensive side. I mean, yes, the Brewer scored some runs. Like I said, this pitching staff from the Diamondbacks was terrible. And I still think the Brewers had their struggles, but uh, they did enough to get the job done. Uh, but Omar Narvaez, and he, had, he clearly had the best weekend uh, offensively, had two hits on Friday, three hits on Saturday. And I did um, the crossover podcast with the Locked On host for the Diamondbacks. Um, and he, you know, talking about Carson Kelly for the Diamondbacks, who obviously is in the running to be the NL catcher for the all-star team. And he mentioned Narvaez because his numbers were there, but I just kind of thought, you know, he missed some time, probably won't be able to catch up. And he kind of slowed down a little bit, but he has picked things back up here lately. Vinny, could Omar Narvaez make the all-star team for the national league? Oh, he definitely should be making the all-star team. I don't know if he'll start over Carson Kelly because Kelly is, showing to be like the next up and coming catcher um, in, in the league. I just, uh, this guy's impressive. I've always liked him as a scout was stuck behind Yadi or or Molina with the St. Louis Cardinals. But I do think Narvaez is kind of making a case as well. The impressive thing about Omar Narvaez is that he has matured into a staff leader. I, I did not see that coming from him. I've always liked Omar in terms of his ability to hit I just always questioned the ability to lead a staff and call a game. And, and he, he has taken, uh, he has taken the reins of this pitching staff and then some um, total transformation. Um, so um, it's, it, that is also uh, a reason and an encouraging fact that I, I, I am like kind of put in the column of, yes, I do believe in this team can, can, can go. Yeah. Because when you have a guy like this leading your staff, it's like that's that's a piece you get a need, right? They're always talking about up the middle defense and, and calling a game, leading a staff is part of that. But yes, the offensive part of his game as, as well is like so consistent. Twelve pitch at bat, he hit for a homer, a big home run um, to center field um, on Saturday night. Yeah. Where was it? Friday night? I think Friday night. Two home runs in this series both big um just short and quick and direct to the ball sprays the ball over the field doesn't try to do too much puts the ball in play um but it's not like he's a punch and judy guy he can actually do damage he can hit he's an all-around complete offensive player um he's a very big asset to this offense yeah he's been been huge especially early in the year when the offense was struggling so bad um yeah they still kind of kind of are but i mean he's kind of been the one guy, you know, other than kind of when he was injured and coming back from that, um, that has been consistent in the lineup and delivered. So uh, all-star voting is out. So make sure you go out there, vote for Omar Narvaez and your other Brewers players that deserve to be in the all-star game and maybe some that don't as well, right? Um, <laughs> uh, we'll take another quick break and then come back and put a bow on this one. Before we do that, let me tell you about Built Bar. The show is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a fantastic tasting protein bar, then look no further. Built Bar has a ton of flavors and a wide variety of flavors at that. It's not just your regular chocolate, chocolate chip, fudge, cookies and cream. Has a bunch of different flavors from coconut to almond toffee, mint, obviously peanut butter fudge and dark chocolate raspberry. 
There's a ton of really interesting, really cool flavors that you don't normally get in protein bars, something that's going to give you a very unique taste, something that tastes good. And they're not hard as a rock like a lot of other protein bars out there. It has a soft, easy, uh, chewy middle that's easy to get down. Uh, very good. They're very tasty and they're great for you. Most of them only have about five net carbs. So whether you like to take them before workout, after workout as a meal replacement in the morning, or whether they're just a snack for you like they are for me, you can eat them anytime. They're packed with protein. There aren't a lot of carbs involved, so it's a good, good treat for you to have, and they taste amazing. Go to BuiltBar.com today. Try a bunch of different flavors to figure out which ones are your favorites. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. Just go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON15. BetOnline.ag, there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. We got the NBA and NHL seasons in postseason right now. You also have Major League Baseball season in full swing. So there's plenty of games out there to choose from. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% a welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So, Vinny, just wrapping up the weekend, I know you um, did the, the pre and post game. Uh, was there anything I glossed over offensively? I, again, I, I don't think there were really – any other standouts other than Narvaez, but, you know, anything offensively or in the bullpen that stood out to you? Um, I mean, just the idea of Josh Hader is just a boring save every time. <laughs> I mean, it's just like the dude, it's like an eight inning game every time that they um, are, have the lead. Boxberger has been big and Devin Williams, although inconsistent, he's, he's also been shut down at times like he was today. So, um, do think at the end of the day, they're going to need a couple of extra arms. Stearns will always kind of add at the trade deadline. I don't know if it'll be like the caliber of like a Pomeranz like he did in 2019. Um, but you know, he'll be shopping. He's probably shopping at this point. Um, so I don't think you glossed over anything other than that. Um, I mean, Yelich, Yelich is back. Uh, he, had a, he had a big home run on Saturday, and took ball to the wall today, um, but encouraging signs of life from him uh, of uh, kind of Yelly being Yelly coming back soon. Yeah, uh, certainly would love to see that. Um, wanted to, to mention, um, we talked about the National Sounds and their big win streak, which did end over the weekend. I believe at 16 games, but Vinny's guy, Aaron Ashby, uh, seven innings, two hits, one walk, one run, but it wasn't earned in 11 strikeouts the other day. Uh, that was on Friday night. Really big start from your guy, Aaron Ashby there, Vinny, uh, who you are predicting could come up and help out the bullpen later in the year. I mean, I can certainly foresee that happening um, sooner than later especially if, if they're struggling to get out in the middle of the game. Um, I just think his stuff is just too good. And he could come in right away, you know, you know, pumping in 97, 98. I already touched 99 in, in instructional league this last year after the shutdown season. Um, and just stuff was, was nasty. 
delivery looks cleaner, more consistent. Strikes have been kind of an issue at times. I think like they cleaned some of that stuff up, got it, got him using his lower half better, got him in sync more in his delivery, but um, kids got really good stuff. He can certainly help right now. Obviously there's a development piece that they want to make sure that they finish off before they bring him up. And then the idea would be in my mind to eventually get him into the starting rotation. Um, you know, maybe not this year, just in terms of development. So, um, we'll see what happens with him, but certainly a guy that can help out. Yeah, for sure. His, his numbers on the season right now, uh, 27 and two thirds innings, two, nine, three ERA, 39 strikeouts, a 1.23 whip. So, uh, impressive yeah. stuff for Ashby there at AAA. And that was actually the game that ended the winning streak. They lost that game one to nothing on an unearned run. So a tough way oh. to, to end the end the winning streak there. But great stuff from Ashby. I, I tend to agree. Uh, and I think his innings will be limited this year. So I wouldn't be surprised when he gets, you know, up to close to 100 innings. They call him up and allow him to just kind of work the rest of the year out of the bullpen. Again, the, the stuff is so electric and it plays up. You know, that time of the year, especially if they do get into the postseason, uh, I think he would, could be a big weapon there. Um, and with the, the streak that the Brewers are on, Benny, they have suddenly are tied for first place in the NL Central with the Chicago Cubs and have a two-and-a-half game edge over the St. Louis Cardinals. So, uh, been quite the run for the Brewers, Benny, and they're now back atop of the NL Central. Pretty remarkable. Their their record is like twenty seven or twenty eight and five. They score four or more runs. Um, league average is four point three six runs. So it's just a, it's just a testament to how good their starting pitching has been. That they don't even have to score the league average of number of runs that the other teams are scoring. They can actually score under that, which is like you know obviously four as opposed to four point three six, which is the average. So. They don't have to score much. <laughs> that's the, the, yeah. the testament there. That's what the, kind of the takeaway is, which here. is great because they haven't. <laughs> yes, much. exactly. And we talk about like the, the averages and the OPS numbers that are, but look, I think they're going to have guys step up. I think Yelich yeah. is going to continue to get better. And I like a couple of guys. I'm going to throw a couple of predictions out. Daniel Robertson. I really mm-hmm. like the swings that he's been putting together. He went down to AAA and he kind of stopped drifting at the play. He was really bad. You could see it actually from the front view. Really bad drift to the front side. He could not see breaking ball. And then he was just get eaten up on fastballs inside because he was really in between. Now he's staying back on that back foot a little bit, seeing the baseball. He's got good hands. He's always the first rounder for the Tampa Bay Rays. Always could hit in the minor league. So, um, and he can play defense. So this this kid is a, is a little bit of a wild card for me, Robertson, especially with that adjustment. Um, Maria's been swinging the bat better. Tyrone Taylor has been tearing the cover off the ball. He reminds me a little bit of Eric Burns, right? Mm-hmm. So a um, little power, um, not not blazing fast, but a really good athlete. He plays outfield well, uh, good arm. Um, who would have thought that Tyrone Taylor would have seven, was it six or seven homers and, and I think he's like third on the team amongst the outfield group. You would have never predicted that going into the season. So um, among those outfield, that outfield group, he's second in homers. Um, he's been a huge lift to the team. Uh, and he'll find himself in the lineup a ton. Yeah, six home runs on the year Okay, for Tyrone Taylor there. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely had some big moments for this team, especially mm-hmm. with all the injuries they've had. Yeah, the Brewers are 33 and 26, 9 and 1 in their last 10 games. 
and on the four-game winning streak after winning that series against the Diamondbacks. Next, they'll go up against the Reds, but they do have an off day on Monday. So if you have anything that you would like to hear us discuss on the show, please send those questions to us at Lockdown Brewers on Twitter. Uh, you can also send them to me at Shortstop Ball or Benny at Benny Rakino, or just send them to all three of us. And while you're there, make sure that you follow us on Twitter. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.